you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 48 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we continue the journey with Mario games of 1993. I am Joe Morata, joined, of course, by Player Two, Michael Quinn. How are you doing there, Michael? Yahoo! <laughs> there we and go. There, there he goes. There we go. Your trademark sound effect for yeah, this Yahoo! series. Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Well, folks, we hope you're shouting Yahoo here as you listen to Acid Wash Memories, or maybe this is your first time. Or maybe you found us on Yahoo. Maybe you found us on Yahoo.com. Yeah. yeah. So one way or another, we are a retro pop culture celebration, and each week is something completely different. And we have 47 episodes available where, Michael Quinn? In our archives. In the archives. So you might find something else that you like in there, uh, particularly the Mario series, which we're doing here. We're continuing on, and we'll pick that up in just one second. But I do want to remind you, whether you're a new fan or an old fan, to please follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast on Twitter. And if you have Facebook, you can join our group there. It's Acid Washed Memories on Facebook. It's a friendly bunch of folk. Folk. There's a lot of folk. And it's home crap home. And it is, of course, home crap home. What we do over there is we talk about old crap. Yeah. That's that's, that's it. That's all that, we that's, do. That's all of it. No one gets into arguments. It's really nice, actually. Any kind of old crap. Also, you got old crap. crap, we have things to talk we about. We have a venue to uh, have you discuss that there. So yeah. join our Facebook group and follow us on Twitter, please. But that's it for the particulars, Michael Quinn. So if you aren't, uh, if you haven't caught up, we'll just very briefly recap. We've covered Super Mario 1 and yeah. everything that led up to it. Super Mario is a game where you <laughs> hit the jump button and run button and then you get past the level. You usually save a princess from a building of some kind. Yeah. From, um, from a Bowser of some kind. <laughs> from a Bowser of some kind. We covered Super Mario 2 and the, the Japanese version, the original, uh, Doki Doki Panic. We covered Super Mario Brothers 3. We covered Super Mario Brothers World. And last time around, we caught up with everything after Super Mario World, and we covered the Mario games of 1992. And it was a pretty good year when you consider Mario Paint and especially Super Mario Kart. Yeah, I got to say, Mario Paint, if you joined us for the uh, the stream, and yeah, you can go see that does. in the archives on our YouTube, Yep, that really holds up. That was really fun, fun to game, play man. with. Yeah. Order Domino's and get your Domino's $25 million Nintendo Instant Win Game card with a chance to win thousands of free Super NES, Game Boy systems, Super Mario Kart games, plus savings on pizza and Coke Classic. That is where we left off in 1992, and today we pick it up in 1993. Hmm. So we're coming, I know, exactly, because we're coming off of a good year, although there were no mainline games, I guess we can call them, released. Some may argue that Super Mario Land 2 mm. is a mainline, but... Yeah, but the Land canon is, like, minor. True. In the grand scheme of things, right? But it, it, did, it did go on to have its own other sequels even beyond 2. Right, so. and we did get to meet Wario in Super Mario Land right. 2, so there's that. So 92 was a good year. I mean, they released two really good games for Super Nintendo... And 1993 is a year for Mario. It's an ups and downs. I, w I would say that's a great way to put it. It's a very uneven year. Now, all is well in the Mushroom Kingdom. There's no princesses to save or anything. Mario's got his own island in the land I cannon. I think Bowser's hatching his next scheme. I think so. He's I thinking think of he is. What, what's next? His next get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah. Uh, and Mario, so far, doing great in the 16-bit era, right? Very successful, all these Super Nintendo games. So there were a few ancillary games that were released in 93 that I just need to cover very briefly. Very ancillary. Very ancillary. Uh, in Japan only, in August of 93, was Mario and Wario. Guide Mario to the goal and enjoy it for a whole 100 years. 
Have any of you out there played it? Because I only played it via emulation. Mario uh, and Wario. Yeah, I don't even know Mario what this is. Mario and Wario. So I'll tell you what it is. It is a puzzle game, and mm. it uses the mouse. It is one of oh, the few. Got to capitalize on that mouse we made. I've seen this game. Yeah, I've heard actually this game is good. I've never played it enough to have an opinion on it, but right. I do know that it is a, it's a rarity because it was only in Japan. We didn't yeah, get it here it was in another, the US. It's just another Mario puzzle game that yep. you know they could crank out real quick but the added gimmick is hey that mouse we just made you can use it you here. can use it exactly interestingly enough it was developed by game freak who uh went on to make pokemon exactly yeah. quincy you didn't even have to look well, that up i you know here's the thing i don't know if i said this in the other episode but game freak was like a second party for nintendo they really only worked for nintendo yes. generally yes yeah, second so party is they the- weren't a third party they were kind of they were a different company but pretty much Nintendo exclusive. Essentially like a junior partner. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, like we're, we're only working for Nintendo. So they, it's no surprise eventually Nintendo gobbled them up once Pokemon got big. Of course, yeah. gotta catch them all. Oh, shut up. And yeah, it's a puzzle game. But anyway, there's another one. Uh, the previous month in July of 93 in Japan and in the fall of 1993 elsewhere, I mean in the US and Europe and all those other markets, there was a game released for a very unpopular Super Nintendo peripheral known as the Super Scope, and it was called oh, Yoshi's boy. Safari. Yes, I remember this. So, remember this game? Yeah, so it was like you shot things a with, the, with the shooty scope thing that not as popular as the Zapper, I would say. I was going to say, if any of you are like, what the hell is the Super Scope? Yeah. It is the Super Nintendo version of the Zapper, but it is not a... It's uh, like a bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's over-the-shoulder bazooka, right? Yeah. With a scope and everything. Now, in theory, in theory, I gotta say, like, kids, they just want bigger is better, right? And, yes. you know, they got all their toy guns back, because this is before, like, it was kind of controversial to like, give a kid a toy gun. Everyone had a toy gun, Joe right? Lieberman wasn't involved yeah. yet. Yeah, so, but everyone had a toy gun, so Nintendo probably thought at HQ, they're like, how can we trump a pistol, <laughs> right? right? It's like, like, the kids want, this is Super Nintendo, this isn't regular <laughs> Nintendo. We gotta make the gun super, right? How about a bazooka? How about a damn bazooka? Introducing Super Scope 6. Remote powered and laser accurate. Precise to a single television pixel. So my brother had this. I've mentioned my brother a few times. I didn't live with my brother. Uh, he's my half-brother. But anyway, I call him my brother. I didn't live with him. He's five five and change years older than me. So he was like my video game mentor when I was right. growing up. He had Your all... sensei. My sensei. My video game sensei. My Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. He had all of the latest stuff uh, in the Mario realm because he loved Mario. So he had to get this. And he did. So the Super Scope is weird, too, because it has like a thing you put on top of the TV. Yes. Yeah, it, it uses like a slightly different technology. Yes, it uses a, its own, per, uh, I guess, its own peripheral. I guess. Is yeah, what you'd like call there's it. like a separate piece, and I think it, it's like a pass through for the the video, and yes. it goes pops through that, and then comes out the other side. I believe, and I'm just winging this. If I'm wrong, it's okay. I believe it's infrared, whereas yeah. the the light gun obviously is literally that a light gun, right? Which is supposed to make it more accurate. The infrared. It's supposed to, yeah. yeah. So I never had it, but my brother did, and he had Yoshi Safari for it. In case you're wondering what the game is, so you play basically. As Mario, but really Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see his little head in the screen most of the time, and you have to get jewels back from Bowser. And of course, those jewels are for Princess Toadstool's friends, Prince Pine. What? And King Fret. Oh, them. Yeah, yeah they're just regulars. Now, in this game, are you Ancillary. Mario riding on Yoshi so you don't see Mario because yes. you're holding the gun, obviously? Yeah, so technically you're playing as Mario, but you see Yoshi. Right, you only see it because it's first person. Like, Yeah, so you're Mario. Yeah. Uh, Mario is you. Remember when Mario had a bazooka? I do. <laughs> like, 
The man's done a lot. Doctor, yeah. demolition man, bazooka, boxing ref, yeah. storied career. All the Kooplings are in it. Charge and Chuck even makes an appearance. Wow. Magic Koopa. Very special. Just to give you an idea of how successful this was, this, this is the very last Super Scope game. <laughs> well, in 90, I mean, 93. <laughs> the problem with the Super Scope is it was too expensive and it didn't come with the system. Like the, I think they sold combos, but I, barely. Though, yeah, right? I don't remember anybody getting those. It wasn't a popular add-on. I think people just wanted to play like Mario style games. Didn't the NES come with the gun? Like one of the one of the kits the did, yeah. Super Kit or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. Duck Hunt was such a popular. It wasn't game. like it, it wasn't too much of an added cost. I don't think it was no. just kind of like expected because like how it came with Rob and all that shit. Exactly, it was just one of the options you get. Like this is the action set or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would come with a gun. The Nintendo Entertainment System Deluxe Set. Batteries not included. Super Mario Brothers and other games sold separately. Incidentally, in this game, they use the name the first Mario game. Mark your calendars, folks. In the United States, to use the name Princess Peach. Ah. Was Mario's uh, Yoshi Safari, which no one had. So yeah, that's so why then, no one that, knew. That's why it took to like N64. Yeah. People were like, who the hell is Peach? Right, exactly. I remember when I played Mario 64 for the first time and I had never heard this Peach business. And, I, right. and she's like, she's like, please come, Peach. And yeah. I'm like, who? What? Yeah, Princess Toadstool. And they're showing you like a picture of yeah. Princess Toadstool. And I'm like, what are you talking what, about? Who, what did you go to the go to the government and get your name changed? Like, what happened? Now, would that be the Toadstoolian government or well, the yeah, I mean, Mushroomium? The, she is she is the heir to the throne. Is there the, even government or is it just a royal family? Like, how is a monarch? It's definitely a monarchy. It's, a monarchy, it's right? like an absolute monarchy too. I don't think there's any. <laughs> maybe there's some advisors, but I don't think there's I don't, any, I don't think there's. I don't think anybody else is making the decisions. Maybe some mushroom retainers. That's about it. Yeah, the king toadstool. Yeah, whoever king the hell he is, we, we don't get to still know. never see him. Bought Mario and Island. That's all yeah. we know about the guy. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, folks, the biggest Mario release of 1993 had to be on Super Nintendo. A compilation of their classic NES games. I'm talking, of course. About July 93 in Japan as Super Mario Collection and August 93 in the U.S. as Super Mario All-Stars. This was... Oh my god. Mario's three greatest hits plus the lost levels all on one 16-bit game pack. Here's my story with this. Please. Is when I was a kid, I could only play the originals at people's houses. Because you didn't have Nintendo, right? I didn't have Nintendo, although I was alive for it, obviously, and I was a kid You for played it. it. But because of my age, when I was finally old enough that my parents wanted to get me a system, right. the Super Nintendo was out, so they didn't bother with the NES. Right, of right? course, naturally. Um, so, because I knew these games. I had played them at my friend's house. Sure. And I was like, wait a sec, so I can get them on <laughs> Super Nintendo? You know, I don't have to ask my mom to like go to Funkoland and buy an old NES to play this. Funkoland, I like that. Yeah. It's true. No, but that, it's true. It's and, what it was. And this was a huge, like, it was just a convenience. Sure. Right? It was like, oh, wow. Like, the all the Mario games just in one spot. In one cartridge. He's back. He's here. He's Mario. No, he's the new and improved Mario in Super Mario All-Star. So much Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers Adventures he ever played in then some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Mario. I, too, was very fond of this. So, my quick story is, again, my brother talked about him earlier. My sensei, right? Yeah, my Mario sensei. Mario sensei. Yes. He's the one that told me about it because he had a subscription to GamePro, I believe, and mm -hmm. Nintendo Power, and he read they were EGM. They talking about it in there. Yeah. So he knew it was coming out. I didn't know anything. I was, I was eight. He was 13, right? So I remember him telling me, and he's like, no, it's going to be Super Mario 1, 2, and 3, and then this game called Lost Levels, mm -hmm. which is the Japanese version of Super Mario 2 that, that was we, never that released we never here. never got. So I... 
1993, remember having a dream that I went to the video store to rent the game, and as soon as I get up to where the game is, it had yeah. like a fake cover because I didn't know what the cover looked like. Right. I woke up. Oh, but that's how much I was anticipating damn. this game. That's, that's shitty. My, that's a shitty dream. Shitty dream. My brother got it right when it came out, summer 93. I got it for Christmas 93. I'm pretty sure I got this when I first came. This yeah. was like on my wish list. Oh, like, God, yeah. And and my mother knew it, and I was like, we we need it. We, <laughs> we need it. We need, the, we need the Super Mario All-Stars. We did, though. Here's yeah. the thing is we all needed this if you were a fan of Mario and you wanted to play these games on Super Nintendo because... They really did put a lot of love into this, and we're going to talk about why. First of all, it should not come as a surprise that this was developed by R&D4, that's Miyamoto's Mm -hmm. classic team that did the originals, right? And his idea here, this was all his idea, let's give the U.S. audience, this was the primary crux, let's give the U.S. audience a chance to play the original Super Mario 2, but while we're at it, let's put the other games with it because we can fit them. Right. And hey, we're on Super Nintendo. Let's upgrade everything. So the upgrading part, this to me is a extremely early example of a remake. See, some people may argue in the game world that is it a remake or a remaster? Or a port. Because it's not exactly a reimagining or anything. It's not like the levels are different or anything like that. So it might be considered more close to a remaster. It, it technically is an enhancement. Yeah, a remaster. It's not it's not like they added stuff no, or they really like didn't. altered like how the jumping worked or anything like anything specific. Mechanical and stuff. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. But it is uh, it is an early example of a game that had already been out, not a simultaneous release for two different consoles, like two different generations. No, but it's a uh, it is an early example of previous games now being put together and, like you said, remastered. Basically, yeah, it's it, it's not just a port. No, yeah. it, it it isn't a straight port. Yeah, absolutely, it isn't not. just like here's here they all are. And no, it's just like right. exactly the, the NES ones. That's what I love about it because they yeah. could have done that. They could have done the ch- the cheap. And they would have sold too because people sold. just wanted access to this because obviously it's different systems, right? Different system, and you have the dangling carrot of uh, the Lost Levels game, right? Which we again we've talked about in the archives, so you can check out our full uh, discussion on that. But the uh, the working title, the original title, Mario Extravaganza. It, yeah, because <laughs> it does have like a. Because Mario almost is like a, a like a circus. He's a magician. Yeah, magician man. Like so, like he's almost like a ringmaster in my in my brain. Why does brain. he have a magic wand? And what, what did he make it happen? Well, oh. All the games are that, that's how they were made. Yeah, this is all the magic came out, and it's like, oh, there they are. All the they, magic came out. There was nobody made this. Mario just willed it into existence. He is amazing, this yeah, guy, huh? Yeah. Bazookas, and now this, yeah. huh? Live from the premiere, we await the arrival of the stars. Yes, here's the glamorous princess. And look, Bowser and Birdie. You too can take part in this live event of Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, 3, and the Lost Levels. Four games, all on one cart. Super Mario All-Stars, only from Super Nintendo. The biggest thing, obviously, is the visual aspect. For anyone that's ever played it, I loved this game for the record. So, uh, all the games were enhanced. So, Super Mario 1's graphics are the most striking improvement. Absolutely. Because Super Mario 1, obviously, is the first one made it's for the Nintendo. One. Yeah. So, a lot of the monotony, and, and again, we love Super Mario 1. We're not putting it down. It was no. such an achievement for 85. Yes. But a lot of the monotony, the reusing of bricks, and kind mm-hmm. of the... It's very flat when you compare it to what they did for all I would say the only... The only criticism for Super Mario 1 over the rest of the games, I don't think they altered much, but just bear with me here, but I always felt Bearing. physics felt like yes. weird. Like, not, they're, they're similar, but slightly different. Yes, you know what? So here's the deal with that. Super Mario 1 and Lost Levels had a few changes. 
I'll run them down for you. You start with five lives instead of three. Okay. Bit of a change. That's a, it's a helper. A comfort. Like, a comfort. Yeah. When bashing a brick, this is right up your alley, Michael Quinn. When bashing a brick, you know, yeah. in the NES version, you just bounce right back down. Mm-hmm. In the All-Stars version, you continue upward a little bit, and that's what you are thinking of with the physics. Uh, yeah, it's like it feels like there's like a... It's more forgiving or something. Yeah, right? yeah. That's like exactly. you fall slower or something. That's exactly what you're thinking of. Yeah. You fall slower. Another thing they changed, and I found this interesting, is the two-player mode now alternates regardless whether you die or you complete a gotcha. level. So it's just... It's always... Sw- it, it just gives the second player more time to play. More time to play. And uh, the fake Bowsers now have updated forms. You know, remember fake Bowsers? Like, if yeah. you firepower them, they have like they look different. Anyway, one of the biggest things about all of these games is the save state capability. Yes. This is so, huge. I wouldn't call it as much of a save state as, as more of a, like, you know, if well, you were at level two, you could hit save and exit, and it would save it. It would save it, right? right? But it wasn't like you would... It would bring you back right in the middle of the level. No, like it wasn't save state. like emulator style. You would come back to two at the beginning. Correct. You, you couldn't just like save scum it, that kind of situation yeah. where you could be like, oh man, there's this really hard part. Let me save and exit Fair. and then come back in and then like just keep playing until I get over it. That's true, Quinn. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. Yeah, so for Super Mario 1, 2, and 3, it'll save the world. So if you're if you're in later in the world, it'll, you still have to go back to the beginning. But for Lost Levels, which is a much harder game, Mm-hmm. as we all know you actually get to save your world and your level and pick it up Good. where you left off yeah some other things too obviously not just the graphics which again super mario one had the biggest change but uh, like super mario 2's graphics look a lot prettier as well yes you know what's funny about this improvement to me to this one they would take this style and when they got to like the game boy versions of all this yeah like they definitely for two it looks like this oh yeah super mario yeah. advance that would yeah. be right yeah. the game boy advance version mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it's hard to improve upon Super Mario Bros. 3, but they found ways to, mainly in terms of the backgrounds and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I actually thought the improvements to 3 were really cool. It really, like, they, they, the backgrounds were more, like, elaborate. Elaborate, yeah. And it, the Mario sprite was just, he was just, like, slightly different, but he, I feel like he just had more color to him. Well, that's one of the things. So, in Super Mario 1, in the original, he's brown and orange, as we all know, right? And in Super Mario Bros. 3, he's actually black and red. Right. So they just made it uniform throughout all these games now. He has the blue overalls and the red hat and the red shirt. it didn't make any sense. Right. It was all over the place. it was more just a limitation of the... They were pushing too much crap on 3. That's exactly what it was. So all the games look really, really nice. 3, to me, is the closest to, like, identical. Like, it... And 2 is pretty identical also. Like, where it's like... It's just a graphical improvement. Yeah. Nothing more. Well, besides the music, of course, Quinn. Right. Now, the, the music is, it's all the same songs, but they, not only did they overhaul them and enhance them, they actually used the same sound, I don't know what it's called, sound font or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. From Super Mario World. So they're using so, like, their latest sounds, basically. Right. Well, and, and a lot of that has to do is they were on a different sound chip, right? Exactly. They had that, that special fancy Sony one that they made a big yeah, deal about. Yeah, they made a big so, fuss. It's like, oh, we got the sound, we got the Sony sound. We got Sony. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and they were really proud of it. So it's, it's almost like a no-brainer that they would redo all the songs in, on this new brand spanking new sound chip Absolutely. that they have, right? Absolutely. Uh, also, I would like to mention that Luigi is officially like taller yeah. Like, that's canonical by this point. They kind of put it in the game. He's just yeah. always taller now. It's especially obvious in two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's always the taller Luigi. And a couple other things I really like, Quinn, is the, the opening screen. 
Like mm-hmm. they didn't have to give us all that a little yeah. bit of flair in the beginning, you know, with like the yeah. So so what Joe's mentioning is there's like a there's like a menu so that you can yeah. select the games, right? And so it starts with this like and like all the all the characters are like lined up. They're lined up, but it's it's dark. Like the lights are out, right? Yes, that's what and you it can't is. see them. And then when you hit start, it's like. You actually, it just shows them like farting around or whatever, and then you can like hit start again, and it's like do 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 do, and then suddenly, and this is I thought that this was really cool. The game select, it's the box art. I to all that of the games as a kid, right? Including the Famicom version of Super Mario Two, right? They just edited it to say lost levels. I think, yeah, that's all it is, <laughs> yep. and it's the boxes, and you can move across them. It's so cool, and then they have little menus in them. To have your save files. Yeah, and you have more. I think you have four or five, don't you? You have a bunch. You yeah. have a bunch. Really, really nice little details. And that's what we've we've been talking about Nintendo a lot now with this Mario series. That's what we love about this version of Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Is the, the attention to detail, the tiny little things. Another thing that the menus had that I remember this is you could change your controller orientation because you now had the Super Nintendo controller and you have more buttons. And some people may have wanted A and B to be the same, while others like me wanted X to be B. Because it was an A to be... Or is it A to be B and X to be A? One of the other. Cool to be kind. I'm not really sure. What I'm trying to say is it's just more comfortable. Like, yeah, I think I had Y was my B button and B was my A button. Yeah, that I, was it was Y. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Y. Because maybe, maybe you're asking that right now at home, folks. Well, the problem, you know what it is? It's stupid. Uh, stupid Xbox. They've inverted. It's like literally backwards. Well, because it's in their name, the X. Yeah. The X is the Y, and the Y is the X, and it, up is down, down is up. Yeah, it confuses it, and 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 B and A are also inverted too, well, that's which just makes bullshit. it just more confusing. <laughs> like. Well, we hope we are uh, hope this alphabet soup is uh, treating you kindly. Yeah. So some more gameplay changes here while we're at it. So for Super Mario Brothers Two, I'm talking about the canonical Super Mario 2 in the US, which is also known as Super Mario USA in Japan, mm-hmm. in the Japanese version. You also start with five lives instead of three. Right. They've done that again. Uh, also, this is interesting. You know, in Super Mario 2, you have the heart meter. Right. And in the NES version, when you get down to one heart, you shrink, right? Correct. But because they had ported it from Doki Doki Panic, they didn't build in the capability to have the whole sprite sh- shrink in NES. So remember, it would just be a big head. It was head. like a big head, yeah. They fixed that for All-Stars where the whole entire sprite that finally is sense. smaller. So I, That's something I didn't even notice. That's why we're here. Well, there had to be some reason, I guess. And then another thing is, in Super Mario Bros. 2 for Nintendo, you only get to change your character when you complete a world or when you like restart the game or whatever. But in the All-Stars version, after you lose a life, you get to pick a new you character. Know, we, you always have a way to yeah. change, yeah. Which I kind of, I actually really like that because you're like, oh, I couldn't beat this as Luigi. I'm going to try Princess or whatever. Yeah, which also means that, say, you are like, ah, oh, crap. Like, and you can just go back to the title and just exactly because you can resume from where you are you're at because of the saves. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And then Super Mario Brothers Three doesn't have much changes. Again, five lives instead of three. Say it with me now. Yep. They really like the five lives. <laughs> don't very they? big on the five lives. Now the one thing they did. I don't know this, but did the is the All Star version of the Japanese one? Did they switch to our Mario Three? 
convention of you know you have the fire flower <laughs> or the or the flying oh, and you go back hit? down to big i don't know actually uh, that's a great question i don't know the answer yeah. to that folks yeah. let us know you can look it up any if you japanese want to. uh yeah sumara collection fans yeah, out yeah, there exactly now i did play the collection for emulation because i could like right. i wanted to see what it looked like mm-hmm. It is the same game, except, you know, there's Japanese uh, text But, I mean, there's not a lot of text in Mario, so it's very playable. It's very playable. You don't really need... You don't. Like, if if for some stupid reason you could only get your hands on this Japanese version of it, you'd be fine. And uh, this is definitely the real Michael Quinn still talking to tell you that the Japanese version has its own unique chatter in the opening. Joe, play a clip. I'm definitely real. Totally. I will say this. They did at least uh, show the Super Mario USA box art. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because they they were consistent with their audience. Uh, So there's that. And then the other thing in Super Mario Brothers 3 that I found very interesting is you can play the battle game, you know, the Mario Luigi Mario Brothers little bit. You can do that right from the title screen if you feel like it. Yes, you can. I always liked it. Really awesome. My brother and I used to do that. It was just fun, you know? It's cool that they just added it in. It's like a feature, yeah. Yeah. And then one more thing about Super Mario 3 that I wanted to mention is you know how th- when Mario goes to each fortress, uh-huh. the king has been turned into some bullshit, right? Like a exactly. dog. Yeah. Whatever. Why is the king a dog? Dog? And then they returns them and they're all thankful, right? To their form. Yeah, they're all happy about it. In Super Mario All-Stars, just because Nintendo is Nintendo, they changed all of the, like, what the king is transformed into, into enemies from the Mario games. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run them down for you. In World 1, instead of a dog, it's now a cobrat from <laughs> Super Mario 2. In World 2... It was a spider. It is now Hoopster. Hmm. In World 3, instead of a spiky thing, it is the blue dino rhino from That's, Super Mario World. This feels like something also, like, it was more just, maybe that, that was their intention. I think it, so. It wasn't just supposed to be generic, like, animals. It, it's within the Mushroom Kingdom or Maybe it's one of sub-con. those left on the cutting room floor things, and we're revisiting it, and it's like, oh. It's possible. Oh, we can do that now. It's possible. You know? uh, in World 4, instead of a dinosaur, <laughs> this is funny. Instead of a dinosaur, it's Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> it's just funny. That's weird. World 5, instead of a vulture, it is now an albatross. Yep. Again, they're very big on the Super Mario 2 enemies for some reason. Hey, my, you got the sprites already in the <laughs> cartridge. We can reference them. Good point. Yeah. Good point. And oh, Donkey Kong Jr. That's, that's funny, really right? silly. They put him in the game. Like yeah. he is, He's not in the game. Uh, in World 6, instead of a seal, it is now Monty Mole from Super Mario World. Damn him. And finally... <laughs> I don't like Monty. What's your Mo- problem with Monty? Oh yeah, you have a grudge. He's mean. Not as bad as last. Especially though, Mario right? Kart on that stream. I just did. He kept getting on my cart, and I was like, "Get off!" Get on uh, my cart. Yeah. Uh, and then in World Seven, instead of a Venus fire trap, which actually was a Mario enemy, it is Yoshi. Yes, Yoshi is Yoshi. the king of World Seven. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's probably uh, a Yoshi though. Maybe it's not the Yoshi. True, because yeah. it's a species, right? Yeah. Uh, but overall, I played the balls out of this game. I guess maybe it's briefly worth mentioning. So this is obviously yours and my first time playing uh, Lost Levels, Super Mario 2 Japanese. I got to say, man, what a, I just want to reiterate for anyone that didn't join us. What a hard freaking game. Lost Levels? Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Like, it, it's so tough. <laughs> it re- I can, I'm thankful they didn't release this here. To me, it's more of a game you play with friends and you ch- you kind of, like, challenge each other to, like, get oh, past yeah. each level. Because it was, it was, to me, that was more funny. Because it's just so, it's oh. so unforgiving. My brother and I tried to beat 
World 8-3 for the longest time. <laughs> and I finally did it in I think my that's own the one house. I hated, too. 8-3 was so hard. It was yeah. in the sky or something. Just run, run. See? I know. If you miss the platform, that's it. Always die here. See? It's a poison shit room. See, that gets in the way. I know how to do it, though. You just gotta wait for it to come over the How come you always have to be back? Do you wait because I do that? No. That's why I get sort of mad when I do that. Yeah. I finally did it. I got to 8-4, and then I did eventually get up to A-1, mm-hmm. you know, the four bonus ones, and I beat D-4. I did do it. By the way, how cruel is that? And, and that game's hard enough, and they're like, oh, hey. You want more? You, there's more. You like, asshole. It's like, yeah, it's like, and you're just like, I just want to see the damn credits already. Like, what the hell? There's also the World 9 thing, but I, I don't think, I guess I did it. Isn't that where you have to, like, beat all without warping or something, and then there's you get some, World like, 9? There is some, like, specific, yeah. like, one at the end, if I I recall there is almost like that game's special world or whatever exactly from super mario world overall this game sold very 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 well of course it did i mean for me this game was one of those like you kind of just had to have it in your collection kind of games like I, was, I think so. like i feel like that's why it sold so well not only that they ended up making it the pack in like post world they because did because honestly I have to say, like, from an advertising perspective, it's a way better deal. Well, because you're getting four games. The other thing that they ended up doing with this game is that they started packing World into all into into the, the game cart, like, so, which was very... Because I started running into people, yes. right? So I started running into friends, and I was like... They, I would see this cart that said Super Mario All-Stars Plus World, and they'd be like, oh, that came with my, my Super Nintendo. I'm like, what? What boggled my mind is I thought they were kind of pushing it putting four (laughs) games on one cart. I know. And then this guy shows up. Oh, hey, also just all of World is on here, too. Yeah, all of World. I think that this is a a very good idea uh, Mm -hmm. because as a pack-in game especially, this came out in December 94, but we might as well cover it now because it's part of the the 93 canon. Yeah, they literally took Super Mario World and stuffed it onto the cartridge. Yep. Virtually unchanged with a few minor differences. So what they did do is they changed the title screen. There's also the menu. Right, and they changed the menu. They put the Sumario World box on it. Yeah, which you know, the only thing I got to say about that is that <laughs> it does look goofy because if I recall, it even says like Super Nintendo Entertainment System yeah, it on dumb. it or something, and it's like what? Yeah, like, like just make it like more consistent. <laughs> yeah. with I thought it was like very sloppy. I know it's like so, almost like somebody took a JPEG of the freaking box and just stuck it in there. One thing that they did do though to Sumario World is the only real change is they even went through the detail. Of making a new sprite for Luigi for yeah, the Super Mario World bizarre, on this. It's a bizarre, like, revision. Just to keep him taller again. Yeah. If you've never seen it, folks, there is tall Luigi for Super Mario World, but only on that version. I wonder which weird, like, Nintendo executive, because that is something that is so unnecessary that only, like, an executive could get pushed through. It it's sounds like, like Miyamoto. It's like, the, the, the tallness has to be constant. Like, I think it's I, like, it's like would you know it surprise what I mean? you if that was Miyamoto, though? It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe, but I mean, also Miyamoto might have been, he was probably in development on Yoshi's Island at that point. Yeah, like in 93? I'm sure he was, but like, why, why not? Did, why would he even give a shit? <laughs> That's true. Uh, they also didn't give a shit about the cartridge label. It's yeah, it was just... Like I said, to me, a lot of what this car was, was it was like consolidating and making the Super Nintendo itself a better value. I think you're right. You know, it was like saying like, 
hey, we got this All-Stars game and we got World. Why don't we just give you every Mario ever if you buy a Super Nintendo? And it just looks really attractive. It's a great deal, man. Five games in one shot. And but who all- didn't have World already, man? Well, By 94? People who didn't have a Super Nintendo. December 94? People who didn't have a Super Nintendo. That's three years deep. I mean, you figure if you were going to get it and you're into Mario, you would have already? Well, three years into a system is actually pretty early still, right? I mean, that's not... Nowadays, but for considering the speed at which they were moving, you know, in the nineties, which we were kind of getting ahead here, but we know what was coming soon. We're actually getting to like the end of the prime of Super Nintendo by late ninety four. That ninety six is like the end of the end of the system. So it's like we're kinda at the halfway point, right? We're probably at the point at which the most consoles are moving. Which means that's the most people that don't have a Super Nintendo yet. Yeah, you know what? I guess I'll walk that back a bit because I think this is especially the time where Super Nintendo started to dominate uh, over Genesis finally. Right. Around 94, 95. And this is just extremely attractive like from a offering for a console. It really is. Five games. Five games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In one package. Yeah. And on top of it, you know what the thing that I think it answers? This was a lot of a lot of the hoopla about when Super Nintendo came out it was a lot of the, the like the, neg- the negative. Oh, I have all these NES games and I lose access to them. Yeah, and this is kind of saying like, oh, it's going to be okay because you get to keep all the Mario games, Fair. Yeah. like you, all those NES Mario games plus an extra one, and they get, look better, and they look better, and you get the new Mario. Like it's all here. You just buy the system and it's right in the package. Fair right? enough. Yeah, well said, Quinn. Uh, so this game, uh, due to its packing status, but also because it was good, it wound up selling over 10 million copies. It's like no surprise. Again, because it felt more like a utility that you need. It's this like having game. milk in your fridge or right, something, yeah, right? It was like, like very basic. Of course you have this. Yeah. And it's Mario. Mario was still a hot seller in mm-hmm. the early 90s, mid-90s. Overall, it was very, very well regarded as well because of the the enhancement aspect, the, the chance to play Super Mario Bros. 2 Japanese version. EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, called it a masterpiece. I mean, by default, though, because it's like three yeah, very, very important video games. Like. The main criticism of it uh, was that it's just old games, but to me, as a kid who had played all the old ones, this was awesome because now I can play them on this system and they look better. Right. Like, the, the remaster really shouldn't be like understated. Like It really was... It looked really good. <laughs> it did look really good. Now, I will admit, I'm still a purist at heart, and I, I really do prefer probably like the Nintendo version Honestly, of all the games if I, for the experience. Here, here's the deal. I like one and three on NES better than the All-Stars version, but two, don't it just just play the All-Stars. It's just better. <laughs> just get, come on. It I, is great. On yeah. Super, the, the, all of them are. But. Two is just, like, even Nintendo knew that when they got to, like, when they got to the Game Boy once, they could, because they already had put the just original Mario. On Game Boy Color, they did, yeah. yeah Super I, Mario Brothers Deluxe. Right, but then when they finally got to two, they're like, we're just an All-Star one on. They're like, it's get good, out of here. Man. Uh, it yeah. was good. It's, yeah, uh, it's how they launched the that All-Star advanced version series. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, folks, let us know which versions you prefer. I bet we have a lot of purists out there. I bet we do. But I bet we also have a lot of people who love All-Stars. And we probably have a handful that are like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game. Who cares? <laughs> but, folks, uh, we are going to get out of here for a second because we've got more. I mean, 93, great so far. So, Oh, yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh. So we're just going to we're gonna go pause for a second here. We're going to go uh, maybe save state, if you will. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but when we come back. Save and exit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save and exit. When we come back, though, we will get into more thrilling Mario games of 1993. They've got to be good, right? Everything's been I good mean, so every, far. Everything Mario is always good, right? So far, so good. We'll find out more when more Acid Wash Memories returns.
from Hollywood Pictures. Amer America's favorite game is now the movie event of the summer. It's super fun. Jump! It's super excitement. It's incredible! It's super action. Hello, morons. Hello. It's Super Mario Brothers. Plumbers. 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 You got a problem with that? Don't miss the adventure that jumps to the ultimate level of excitement. Super Mario Brothers. Rated PG parental guidance suggested. Now playing at a theater near you. The letters in Campbell's Alphabet Soup are now twice as big. That's bad. So they're twice as easy to read. That's what I used to call your grandfather. Want a snack your kids can learn from? We have a soup for that. Campbell's Alphabet. Hi, everybody. Dave, we're all worried. About what? You haven't ordered your holiday ham from my store. Or the cookies I made for you. Or your turkey. Or your rag bar. Or your fruitcake. Yeah, what gives? Nothing. Wendy's is making a new Big Bacon Classic Combo. Oh. It's a quarter pound of fresh beef, three strips of bacon, and the works with Biggie Fries and a cold drink. So this holiday, save your appetite. And I thought you forgot my prune tart. Who could forget that? Try Wendy's Big Bacon Classic Combo today. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. Hey, Paisanos. Welcome back to Acid Wash Memories, episode number 48. We're talking about Mario games of 1993, and still with me, he's not missing, is Michael Quinn. How you doing? Hi. There? Hi, Hi there, Michael. Uh, Quinn, before we get into these thrilling games, I do want to, uh, I guess, remind everyone that we do have a YouTube. You referenced it, Acid yeah. Wash Memories. So on the YouTube, um, you know, obviously our, our regular podcasts are on there. Yep. Uh, but also, I've been streaming some stuff, and anything Acid Wash adjacent. Yeah, adjacent. Um, some of the Mario games, there's three. I guess they're not playthroughs. I didn't finish them, but they're more like exploratory, checking them out live. They're over there at our Ask Wash Memories YouTube. Yep, so check it out. Ask Wash Memories on YouTube. Quinn also has his own Twitch channel and YouTube, Silent Q15. That's me. And obviously follow us on Twitter and join our group. Thank you guys so much for being with us here. So, Quinn, Mario All-Stars, rousing success for 1993. Rousing success. Rouse I mean, so everything much. they ever do, I feel like Nintendo's on a high here. They, they never, ever fail. We've pretty much covered, at least even a little bit, every main Mario-related thing mm -hmm. since 85, right? It's true. Since Donkey Kong. Fuck yeah. it. Well, I want to, before we get into Mario, Quinn, have you ever played an educational game? Yeah, like Number Munchers or something. Sure. Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I played that. Oregon Trail. Mm hmm. With a few exceptions, though, those being some of them, uh, educational games, if you're a kid especially, are usually terrible. Here's the thing I want to say this. Say it. It's not like Nintendo was a stranger to educational games, right? No, like of they had not. that Donkey Kong Junior Math on NES. Don't bring that up. Which wasn't a they, that one of the reasons they stopped making them for a while yes. was because they didn't. They were like they they were pressured by like parents to make Donkey Kong Junior Math in general. Well, what were we talking about with Joe Lieberman knocking yeah. on the door? So Nintendo, what are you playing in there, Sonny? Nintendo just shut everyone up. Yep. They made Donkey Kong Junior Math, right? And like. Fine, but it didn't sell, and tells like we're not. They proved a point, basically. Right. It sucks. Okay, but they were still getting pressure for years, right? Yes. And one of the responses to that was a game on our last one, Mario, Mario Paint. Paint, rousing success. Absolutely. Suddenly, Nintendo's like, huh? Maybe opinions have changed on this educational game thing, yep. right? I don't think they thought Mario Paint would be a huge hit. Not to the level that it was. Right? Right? I like, mean, I'm sure they knew it would sell because it was Mario. 
Right, but I, I'm sure when they greenlit it, I don't think they like... To them, it was more solving a, a problem and maybe getting another peripheral out there so they could make other games for right, it. Introducing the mouse. Yeah, right? exactly. So that's a good point. Kill two birds with one stone, That's a, That's a good idiom to use yeah. there. Overall, though, to most kids, or maybe I'm speaking out of turn and only for myself, but you don't want to play no educational game. You want to beat up guys or shoot fireballs or jump like, over things, right? Like educational games were like a double-edged sword to me as a kid. They were like, oh, well, it's good that we have them because then sometimes our teacher doesn't we can go do that instead. <laughs> and like we could play Oregon Trail or, or like Kid Picks. I really liked Number Munchers. I kind of was I like too. hooked on it. I, I like I, anytime munchers. I could get on the Macintosh and, and play that thing. Get on that Tosh. Yeah. Quinn. You know how much or, or sorry, the Apple II. We didn't even have. Oh, yeah. really? See, I played a. a th- oh, we had Apple IIs initially. Yeah. In, that, in the that, classroom. It, it, was, it was only Apple IIs forever. Yeah, we Every had them classroom for a while. had one Apple II, and you knew it was fucking donated by Apple. There's no way they bought that. Because <laughs> remember, Apple was like. Hey, if we get our computers in the schools, yes. then nobody's ever going to buy PCs because yep. they're only going to know how to use Apple twos. That's right? true. A lot of kids did, and then yeah. we had, we did have Macs uh, with System Seven. But I think you know you know what educational games always masqueraded as to me. Remember, like the late eighties, early nineties, where to try to appeal to kids and teens, they would use rap. Yeah. But it would be like, you don't mean, do drugs and don't be a thug. And it's yeah. like the worst shit ever. Life is more important than material things. You don't need all the gold and the diamond rings. Yeah, you make a lot of money and you make it fast. You get busted. You go straight to a jail cell, man. It's going- or it's like the old guy dressed. How do you do fellow children? Yeah, That's fellow kids. Fellow yes. kids. That's. Yes. That is how educational games feel to me. It's basically, we know kids like video games. Yes. So what if we made them educational so that, like, they, they're getting, like, tricked into, like, <laughs> like, like going yes. to school, basically. That's how it felt. Yeah. Like, remember you telling a story way back in this show? You were taken to see Rafi. Oh, yeah. I, I you did not ask. I didn't know who the hell Rafi was. <laughs> but it was the but mind- we were there now. Like, <laughs> But it's the mind frame of... Kids like this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's- it's not letting the kid decide <laughs> right. if he likes this. It's it's no, he likes this, right? And that's how I always felt, even as a kid, thirty years ago, about educational games. Yeah, but that's again, that's not to say there weren't good examples because I loved Oregon Trail. So as did a kid. I, and I, I love Carmen San Diego. I love Carmen San Diego, yeah. and I and I love to play Number Munchers, and like those were things I liked to do. And Mario Paint went over so well. Yeah, and I loved Mario Paint. That's another one. So the idea of Mario having more educational games is not a bad idea. At not this at juncture. all. It really is And isn't. again, Nintendo was kind of under the gun. They didn't want to get congressional <laughs> in- investigations about them so they said fine we'll just appease them we'll make mario paint and the other thing they did and that's what led to these is they said we'll make our own educational game and we'll license mario out to um companies that make educational games correct and and, and then they can they can handle it exactly right? right and with that said let's meet the software Toolworks. uh this was a a game developer, software developer, uh, founded in 1980. Notably did Chess Master. Mavis Beacon teaches typing in 1987. So they have experience with this kind of thing. Absolutely. Yep. And of course, Cribbage King in 1989. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, nobody wants to play Cribbage King? Fuck's sake. But Mavis Beacon was... That's a huge E. That it's was a like award-winning in every school software. Yeah. So they That's obviously, why all they, of our... Everyone's heard of it in our yeah, generation. because I, I, it really was how they taught you how to type. Yes. So this company... 
was probably making good coin if all the schools in America were getting their Mavis Beacon software, right? They were making so much good coin that they decided we're going to uh, acquire Mindscape, mm. who was another developer. They'd uh, actually brought Paperboy to NES, for example. They acquired Mindscape in 1989, and the only reason they did, and I love this, it's it's brilliant, they wanted to get their hands on an NES licensing deal, but much like liquor licenses in our town. Yeah, you can't just get one. You have to. You had, or you had to buy a company that had one. Correct. So they bought Mindscape because Mindscape had, had the license. NES license. Voila! Software Toolworks now has an NES licensing deal. Interesting. And the, one of the first games they released, of course, was the Miracle Piano Teaching System in 1990 and for Nintendo. Notable at the time, it was, it was it one of those piano. <laughs> it was one of those things that people were like, "I can't even believe the NES can do this." Right? It was like that's that's what I remember. Like shooting I remember ducks with a piano. Shooting, yeah, it worked too. It was like it was compatible with this. They did it. They made a piano for NES, like, and you could shoot ducks. Yeah, with and it. it actually like the buttons did stuff. It's all real, folks. Yeah, yeah I'm shooting ducks with a piano. So, like Quinn was saying, all this education pressure of the early '90s. Nintendo did what you figured they might do. They said, we're going to license Mario out. That's I, what it was. The other thing is, I feel like I think they didn't think, even if the game was bad, it doesn't do harm because at the end of the day, the parents are happy and they're going to buy the game. So it, it's not the best game and it doesn't matter, right? Because the, the parents are, are happy. They can go to Kmart or Toys R Us or whatever. Caldor even. Caldor, and they can pick up an educational game with Super Mario on it that their kids are actually going to want to play. I guess that's true. Given the option of playing an educational game as yeah. a kid, if one has got Mario on it and the other one's got Action Billy, who I've never yeah. heard of, I'm going Mario. But I, I think even in this day, I think Action Mario Billy. was maybe more attractive in video games than Big Bird or like one of the other known educational kids yeah, I'd characters. Say, I'd right? say so especially for the demographic that they're targeting, which is not preschoolers for right. for this for Super Nintendo. No. It's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Super Mario is cool at this point in time. For that age group especially, yeah. yeah. So the first Mario game in the Mario Discovery series, as they termed it, was released uh for Microsoft DOS in January of 93. What? And then in July 93 for Super Nintendo and Nintendo, Mario is missing. Okay. So, <laughs> this yes, Quinn. appeared in yes. my Christmas gifts one year. Probably 93. Probably, yeah. It was pretty um, new. This appeared, um, probably a relative, grandmother, I, I don't remember who gave it to An me. An aunt of some kind. Um, and I was like, oh, Mario. Like, I like I, I didn't know anything about it, right? Sure. So, <laughs> so I'm like, this is cool. And there's no other Mario games out other than All-Stars, which I played in the summer when sure. it came out. So Because I definitely got this at Christmas. Like, this is not a get it. I was really seeking this or anything. Right, right? yeah. So I plop it into my Super Nintendo. I mean, the cover's intriguing, Quinn, right? It's got Luigi. And, okay, so this is where it sort of tricks you even from the jump. Yeah. Right? The Luigi sprite from Mario World, he's, like, in it, and you can control it. Yes. And you can jump around. Yes. And you're, like... It's great. But what's peculiar is you're, like, in the real world. You're not in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And you walk around back and forth, and you have to, like, talk to people, and it's, like this isn't like Mario and I'm like trying to like jump over stuff, but it doesn't really matter. 
Like, it's like nothing can hit you. There's, it's confusing. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, that was the thing. Cause you could like walk yeah. through the city. There was like, you know, you'd see like a, the street would end and then you could go up the street or down the street. Bringing back bad memories. You man. know, like, and you go, oh, stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it <laughs> yeah, looked like you would like run up the street oh, and then I know. you'd end up on another street. That looked exactly the freaking same. That's one of the big criticisms, like, yeah. Yeah. And yet, like, what? Where am I supposed to go? Why am I in Italy? What is happening? <laughs> and and slowly from uh, talking to the people, yeah, the people. you start to slowly realize they're like, do you know where this place is on a map? Because if you do, you know, I'll give you a key uh, to go somewhere or whatever, right? Yeah. Slowly, suddenly... Why the hell do I know world capitals? <laughs> like what? Like what happened? Well, there's nothing wrong with knowing Zurich, Switzerland, Quinn. I mean, right. it's okay. Sometimes you have to take a guess because it's not. There's no internet. You can't like look it up, and you're like forever. You're like just trying to figure this shit out. Like what? What are they talking about? Oslo, Norway, perhaps. Yeah. No, but you're right. It's uh, they duped us all. Yeah. Um, my story is similar. Not <laughs> not as sad as yours with the Christmas and everything. That, oof. But I was in my local video store perusing the Super Nintendo video game section as I was wont to wait, do. Wait, wait, wait. You willingly picked this up? Bear with me. Bear. <laughs> that's that's almost worse. <laughs> with me. Uh, I was eight. Yeah. And I'm like, Super Mario Kart. I've played that already. You know, Mortal Kombat. Played that recently. Whatever. Street Fighter. Whoa, ooh, here's a new Mar- Mario is missing. Wait, I get to play as Luigi? Yeah, that seemed like a draw, by the way. Can yeah, we just say that? That's it a big like, draw. Yeah. And I didn't, it didn't compute to me <laughs> that this could be anything other than a brand new side scrolling adventure. <laughs> well, yeah. So I rented there, it. Here's the thing, right? Is there been other Mario games, but when it was something else, they were very clear about it, like Mario Kart. Right. Right. Mario Paint. Yeah. Like, okay. Dr. Mario. But this is this just says on the box, Mario is missing. You're like, oh, I gotta go save him, right? That's like, what I thought. Yeah. So I rent the shit. <laughs> it even shows Bowser like taking Mario right, It's Lama Very Kong. captivating. <laughs> yeah. Those bastards at software tool kit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I take it home and much like you, Quinn, I'm like, what, why am I walking around on a street? Why yeah. is this game just walking and bumping into people? <laughs> yeah. Why are they asking me questions? Who are these people? <laughs> where are the Goombas? Where's, like, yeah, where's the Koopas? Yeah, why, why, why is there no enemies? <laughs> what the fuck am I playing? It shows Bowser on the front. Like, <laughs> right. why am I not fighting him? Where's Bowser? <laughs> yeah, there's no fighting at all. There's no fighting. Yeah. So, needless to say, I never rented it again. However, I did for my own personal amusement and boredom over the years in emulation. I have played... The Super Nintendo version and the Nintendo version. Oh, you've tried. <laughs> Once I got done, I. So, by the way, I didn't even say in my original. Yeah. I, I ended up beating this shit. Did you really? I didn't at the time. Because well, got... I had it. Like, it was just in my collection. So it was just kind of there. Do you still have the cartridge? Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. That... I never got rid of any of my cars. They're still sitting on a shelf somewhere. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess we should run down the story. This was not going to be as comprehensive as the usuals because there's no enemies except knowledge. <laughs> there's no adventure. There's just education. Right. That's it. It wouldn't surprise anyone to know Miyamoto had nothing to do with this. This is strictly a licensing this deal. This is a licensing deal. Yes. In fact, in the box, there's a like a almost like a sticker or a circle or something. Or, or There's like a logo, the Mario, whatever, this part of this weird Mario series. And then there's like a non-Nintendo company. Yes. Like with a, like a horse carriage or something. Like it's Oregon <laughs> Trail related. I don't, I don't know. That. So like there is signs that this is not a Mario game, but as a kid, I just I didn't. missed them all, man. Yeah, I didn't get it. 
So you do play as Luigi. Uh, the premise, I, I could read you the blurb from the manual. I don't know that I want to, but... Basically, I probably read the manual because I was confused on what the <laughs> hell to do. So here it is. Oh no, Bowser and his bad boys are back to a life of crime. This time it's not Mario World, it's your world. From his Antarctic castle... When was that in this series? It's not... <laughs> Bowser hustles his cold-blooded crew of cantankerous Koopas... A lot of alliteration there. Into his powerful passcode-operated remote transport and larceny system known as portals. Larceny system. Larceny. That's a big word for a kid. It is. Well, it's an educational game, Quinn. The Twisted Turtles transport themselves throughout the globe where celebrated cities suffer shell-shocking crime waves. This sounds like a fucking tongue twister. Mm -hmm. As turtles trash landmarks and loot ancient artifacts... Peter Pepper picked a pack of them. Yeah. Of a whole pack of uh-huh. pickled peppers. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> I went to school. Uh, there's still more. With dough from his slimy scales. Dough. <laughs> dough! Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowser hoards hair dryers from the... <laughs> what? This isn't true. This is not what it says. Well, it's not based on a true story, yeah. but it really it's says true that. True story? True story. Bowser hoards hair dryers from the have-to-have-it hotline. His plot... <laughs> Do Mario's hair? What? Like what? What is it? Melt Antarctica and flood the planet. So what is this? Like eco terrorism or something? Like what the what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, he doesn't recycle either. The bastard. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Bowser kidnapped Mario, and now Luigi has to navigate the entire fucking real world in order to save him. It's the, so stupid. The navigating the real world is. Tr- is honestly just used to make you solve yes. geography questions. Questions. You have to get artifacts. You have to figure out where you are. One thing I will say is that when I was a kid, geography was actually a, a strong suit for me. Me too. In school. And so I didn't have too much trouble with this. Yeah. No, I understand. And I did have, believe it or not, I had a globe in my bedroom. <laughs> So did I. I, yeah, I, I, I just too. wanted one as a kid. I, I thought it would too. be cool. It had the USSR on it. That's how old it was. I don't remember if mine did. I or think my I got parents mine when bought it. Bought it in the '90s, so technically it didn't. Well, I know it had bumps on it for all the mountains. Yeah, which I, I thought had was that really one. cool. I think we had the same globe. Okay. So I remember I would look at it all the time, and I don't think I brought it out for the game or anything. But I definitely <laughs> like just from like memory of just staring at it and like spinning it around and screwing around with it. I knew some of these places. So it was helpful. I'm just imagining the visual. <laughs> Where are you going, Michael, with that glove? I'm going to go play a Mario game. <laughs> yeah, imagine like I'm sitting in... Okay, so this is how my setup was, right? Is there was a... We lived in like a... Uh, like a, a house. A, a condo. Yes. Where like the door to the entrance to the apartment was also like just straight into the living room, right? Right, yeah. So the live, the TV's against the wall that's next to the door to the outside, right? Right. Are you picturing this, folks? Yeah. And then there's like our couch against a wall on the uh, the opposite side. How, how adventurous. But point. there's enough, there's like a fireplace thing on the left, and then there's like a ton of like carpet. Like there's a lot of space so I could sit on the floor and play video games, Pull right? Pull up some rug, as they say, so, right? I had ideas as a kid. I wouldn't have put it past me actually to whip the globe out for that game. It's possible <laughs> it happened. Like right up next to the Super Nintendo, which was also on the floor for some reason. Well... Maybe that was the best place for it, huh? Yeah. Maybe my mom just figured like, oh, because he can put the games in it. Yeah, it's easier that yeah. way. Well, that's also how I dropped Vader on the Super Nintendo once because I was like playing with him and he like fell off the the entertainment center right onto the Super Nintendo. And to this day, my Super Nintendo has like a Vader head stain on it or something. <laughs> oh, you mean that big ass 
WCW mallet action figure. Yes. Those big yes. rubber bludgeon like, ones. Vader was like fighting Hulk or some crap. Did, did and, Vader, like, and, he, and he fell on did, Super Nintendo. Did Hulk win? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I always win, brother. I uh, I invented the Super Nintendo, actually. Hey, ha. And the Super Mario Brothers and uh, Doritos. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a geography game. Yeah. Um, and you have to figure out where you are, whether from the context or the information kiosk. You know, those are always a Mario Oh, games. yeah, the eye thing. <laughs> yeah, like I remember. Uh, I didn't even, I, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out that that was an information. I was like, what is eye? Eye, what does that mean? Eye means information. Yeah, man. but I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Uh, you can't die in this game because it's not a game. Nobody attacks you. There's no fighting. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it's a learning it's experience. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading and walking. Yeah. You know, it's like living in Portland or something. I don't know. And they'd be like, go up four blocks to the right and like all this <laughs> shit. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like what? shit like that. Like, It's frustrating, folks. If you've never played it, eh, give it a chance. You're, you, it's never too late. Never too late to try Mario is missing. <laughs> and, and that very notable animation of Luigi going up a block yeah. or down a block. <laughs> it's like, butt the, like, like the like puff or yeah. whatever. It was like, it goes really fast. The NES version is notable to me for having a hideous sprite of Bowser <laughs> in the very like, beginning. What's weird about it is it, they clearly tried to get the Super Nintendo style artwork like, into NES and it looks like dog crap because like it obviously <laughs> can't do it. I applaud them for trying because uh, in some regards it looks okay. Like In the street scenes where Luigi's riding Yoshi, it looks fine. The buildings look like crap. They don't look... The Super Nintendo one actually looks decent. Oh yeah, graphically, I, I'm not going to lie, graphically... It looks nice. Yeah. For Super Nintendo. I also gotta say, the MS DOS version. Yeah, it's very expressive. The MS DOS version is definitely better. It was hand drawn. Like, they yeah. didn't use sprites from the video games. They, the backgrounds look the same as the Super Nintendo. Though. They're a little more detailed. Yeah. But yeah, the Luigi sprites, and there's even a Koopa Troopa. Ooh, you have a mini map, too. They def definitely yeah. didn't have that in the Super Nintendo version. I never played this DOS version. That would have been better, honestly. I know. I think so. Because there's, there's some of these are really elaborate and mm -hmm. they look really cool, like adventure games. They're yeah. not, but they look good. Uh, Gotta remember that door room. So, yeah, the door that's room. That's how you went from each world or yes. each like, country or whatever. Through a door, like yeah. most people do. Yeah, that's definitely not a plane. That's what it is. How could they have like, an airport and you get on the plane and there's like, a little animation woo, and like the plane goes like <laughs> like Street Fighter or something? Yeah, it is possible. Uh, not that anyone cares, but this was also released uh, in 95 or 96 for Windows on CD. Yeah, CD. Yeah. Be way careful, M. Bowser's one rascally reptile. And remember, don't take candy from strangers. Good advice. So, I don't know if anyone bought the Mario Was Missing on CD-ROM in 1996. Remember how big they were about, like, it's on CD-ROM. ROM. Not any... Not regular. Not right. CD-ROM. Read-only memory. Um, so, there's a bunch of cities that you're going to visit. Now, the game... Listen... There's there's variations in all the versions of the cities and stuff, but we'll just do the Super Nintendo version, I guess. Because, I think that was the most popular one. Well, b being a relative term, yes. So, on the first floor of the um, the door room, here are your cities: San Francisco, Moscow, Russia, yep. Nairobi, Kenya, Beijing, China. Remember Ro the Kenya looked Rome, cool. Italy? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it. 
Second floor is Paris, France, Mexico City, Mexico, Sydney, Australia. Hello, Mark Rourke. Buenos Aires, Argentina, mm-hmm. and Athens, Georgia. No, I'm just kidding. Athens, Greece. Yeah, ha ha. And on the third floor, London. Fish and cheeps and uh, the mooshy peas. Cairo, Egypt. These Tok- are like the big cities. Like you could tell they like save the hitters. best for last, right? Right. Uh, Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo, obviously, because it's Japanese. It's a Japanese game. Uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And New York, New York. I, I feel like it, like the game was building. Like obviously, New York's the last yeah, one, right? Of it's like the biggest city, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all the same cities in the NES version, just in a different order. Oh, it's weird. The NES starts with New York. New York's like the showpiece. It is it's like the first one. And then MS DOS has some. I think they have a couple of exclusives. So they have a uh, Amsterdam. Ooh. They have a uh, Kathmandu in Nepal, and mm. they have Toronto. Interesting. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Ha, I wish you'd go missing. Uh, Jerusalem. So there's a few exclusives in the DOS version in case you're really a completionist. Exclusive, <laughs> Exclusive cities yeah. in the DOS version. Wow, a bunch of annoying more blocks to <laughs> yeah, walk up and down. That look the same. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention too, there's a, a notable amount of geographical or factual mistakes which you can easily find online if you yes. Which if you want like a complete list, but I'm just gonna. I had no idea as a kid that there was any mistakes. I was like, how could Mario game have a mistake in it? Like, <laughs> well, here's a couple. I'm just gonna give a couple. Okay, so the pamphlet for the Berlin Wall, right? We all remember the Berlin Wall, David Hasselhoff when yep. it fell and all that. Yep. Uh, that claims that the Cold War was a conflict between East Germany and West Germany. What? And, kind, well, kind of. Yeah, and that the wall was built out of a mutual belief that unification was impossible. That's that's just not factually true. The Soviets built it. The, so, yeah, that, East Germany. Prevent people from yes. going over yes. and, and leaving because nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> so, and the Cold War was much more than just East and West Germany. No, it was like, like the US. It was mostly the United States and Russia. And the USSR. It's yeah. just uh, East and West Germany was just kind of like a result yes. of, you know, what was going on. And I read that one not to criticize uh, and not to get into geopolitics, but to give you an idea of that sometimes there is an oversimplification in these games. Yeah. And they might not be as educational as they're if, supposed to be. I wonder if they didn't want to confuse the kids, because this actually is a confusing concept for a child is proxy wars. It's called the Berlin Wall. It's in Germany. Let's just only, Fair. let's not mention Fair. anybody outside of Germany because that's confusing. Well, then you might be right, Quinn. And then they just softened it like a mutual, like, oh, we just don't think right, right. that. Yeah, like that not, oh, hey, it, it was kind of like a military reason why they built it. You know, it's, yes. kind, of, it's kind of not good. It was not a good reason, no. Uh, and then elsewhere, it stated that China is the largest country in Asia. Talking about land. Uh, which is not true. Uh, Russia, Russia is the largest country in yeah. Asia. And, and that's not even counting its European European portion. It still right. is the largest if you only count the Asian portion. That's an odd pick. Very odd, odd pick. For the ending of each game, each version, the, the ending is different. So in the Microsoft DOS version, <laughs> Luigi. What? Luigi. <laughs> I don't even remember the ending on the Super version and I beat it. Well, Doss, Luigi takes Bowser's shell away from him. But And Bowser runs off the screen embarrassed about his polka dot boxers. I'm not making it up. 
Honestly, that's more in line with Mario humor to me. It actually is, <laughs> it is like weirdly, like it's so stupid. It's silly. In the Super Nintendo version, you know, the the popular one, uh Luigi pulls a lever which reveals Mario hidden, and then he pulls a lever again and it causes Bowser to fall. Yeah, okay, I remember that. That's yeah. your big action scene. Right, like, the- Whoa, we got him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. Uh, and then in the Nintendo version, you actually have a little boss battle, uh, quote unquote, where it's revealed after all this that Bowser was a fake Bowser and he was really a regular Koopa. What? Yeah. You like an that? odd choice. A very odd choice. Uh, reception to this game was mixed. Well. Not overwhelmingly negative. One thing I, w- I want to say about reception with this, like critical stuff with this, yeah. is that I feel like it's a little weird because... For example, the EGMs of the world, they were being entertainment, not well, educational yeah. software, which is what this honestly was. But the reviews are balanced to the end that they're aware of the context of what it is. They're not judging it against Mario 3. Right. It's not that. They're like, judging it's not it even an, supposed to be that. No, they're judging it as an educational game. Okay. You know, they are fair. Uh, but they agree that even for an educational game, th- most of reviewers have a consensus that it was slow. Mm-hmm. Not particularly exciting, which I agree with. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of walking around and reading text. Yeah, a lot of educational games put you right in the action. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, like Oregon Trail or, yeah. or Munchers or whatever. You love that Munchers, man. It was great. I know. Because <laughs> it was like you had to watch it. You, you, you had to think fast, but you also had to like watch out for shit. I know. Like, it's a like great Pac-Man game. Like Pac-Man or something. Great right? game. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but they did. Uh, a lot of reviewers think that younger players would like it. And the retrospective reviews, which I can't believe anyone's really doing that except us, you know, who else would be looking back at this shit? Uh, they've actually been worse, worse than they were uh, contemporary. Well, because I feel like the retrospective reviews are reviewed by people that were kids when this came out and were probably tricked. Into Ooh, I thinking, don't know anyone like that. I'm just saying a lot of people, this game specifically because it was the first Mario educational game that wasn't Mario Paint, obviously. Yeah. I think a lot of people's kids were duped into getting this and I, didn't I, even know what it was. I was duped into renting it. Someone was, yeah. someone bought it for you. Yeah. yeah. Folks, if you uh, if you had the misfortune of, <laughs> of playing this, let us know. Especially if you had the NES version, because I don't know who the hell had that one. Or DOS, for crying out loud. I mean, the NES in 93 was still active enough. It's like the 96 of Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like, it but it's it's kind of crazy how far, like, I remember as a kid, there was still an active group of people who played the NES. Like, it was not like... Oh, I was one of them. It was not, like, dead or anything. I still had it. Yeah, My, yeah. yeah I still played mine. I just didn't... Like, I didn't people get, were getting new games for yeah, it still. I didn't, but I still played my old ones. Right. You know what I mean? I did have my Nintendo. Uh, I had my Nintendo for years. But anyway, uh, there are no hard sales numbers out there for this, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. But... An employee for Software Toolworks claimed that it sold over 1 million copies. Honestly, that's not surprising with the Mario license. Across all three platforms. That's still not bad. You think it's possible? Maybe A like, million back then copies of any game. It doesn't matter across platforms or whatever. That's a success. But do you think it did? He claimed it. We don't know. It's There's no official data. I'm going to say it's true because of the fact that they made a second one. Well, yeah. So why not do a sequel, right? right. So in... December of 1993, and by the way, the NES version was June 94, but we'll just roll it into this, okay? After several weeks of development, (laughs) 
<laughs> that seems about right. We were traded too. This just seems like the cutting room floor edition of this. <laughs> like, like literally, like here's some shit that it didn't work out. Pretty much, we were treated to Mario's time machine. So you could probably take a guess as to what this game would be about based on the title. I'm gonna say it's Mario's missing just in different time frames and like answering historical questions instead of geography. Yes, questions. that's correct, Quinn. So here's the deal. Mario's Time Machine. I probably would have liked this better, to be quite honest with you. I, I wish I got this one. I like this one more out of the two. Mm-hmm. I actually do I like this one I don't think I played more. this one. I played it for emulation. I didn't play it new at the time. My brother did, though. He rented it. He didn't own it. But I remember my brother having playing the Super Nintendo version. I think history and asking historical questions is slightly more captivating than learning about geography. <sighs> I think just for kids, because captivating, yes, I, because sto- I think so. History is stories, and kids <laughs> like stories, name, yeah. right? His story. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's why Sorry. I think that it's like history. I think a lot of kids take to it easier than geography. Yes, hmm. I would say the one hang-up for kids, yes, with history, yes, is when, and I think it's a a, a teaching mistake, but when teachers get hung up on dates, that makes it boring. That, that turns it into math and boring stuff see i'm i love dates though so it, everyone's different right but you know? I, i've heard that critique from people i believe from it. the school they're like oh i didn't like it because i had to remember those dates sure and I it, mean, ru- it ruined them it ruined like ruined the, it. it ruined history for them and i that that makes me sad you know are you gonna be okay well, do just, we need to stop i'm for just, a while I'm just and... saying out there to teachers don't <laughs> don't get <laughs> don't get too hung up on the dates i'm saying out there to teachers michael just, quinn 2023 this is my tip right uh-huh. there okay i'm That's sure the teachers don't sure. get too get go go into the stories the people want the the people want the stories they don't want the dates i just, I just say 1800s ish and they'll be fine i do hey. both i do dates and stories quinn yeah. is that all right with you there you go on the show, I, I'm that, saying. Yeah, no, it's fine. I like to do dates. I mean, people I mean dates like are dates. great. I'm just saying that if your grade is determined on remembering a date, you get a little peeved. Oh, no, this is peevish. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I guess we should proceed here. Yes. December 93, and again, June 94 for Nintendo. Uh, it's Mario's Time Machine. So this is the same company, even the same stupid yellow title on the box art and stuff. It's a it looks like away. a Four Dummies book <laughs> does, or something. Yeah, it, with the black and yellow, it <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. Well, this show is made by dummies. Huh? What do you think of that, you assholes? Bullshit. Uh, by God, I wish I had a damn time machine so I could go back to 69 minutes ago. Hey, 69. Uh, so in this one, you want the story? Okay. In this game, Bowser uses a time machine called a Timulator. Uh, okay. Traveling backwards to different points in human history, uh, stealing significant artifacts to take place in his personal museum inside his castle, which is not in Antarctica, by the way. Good. Uh, with his collection nearly completed, Bowser gloats that not even Mario can stop him now. Mario realizes that history will change forever if he does nothing. He might disappear from that picture if he doesn't play Johnny right. Good. So this is this is definitely like a Marty McFly situation. Bill and Ted style yeah, thrown yeah. in, right? So it is up to Mario to use Bowser's own device, the Timulator, against him by returning the artifacts to their proper places in time. So yes, history. You know what I don't understand about a game like this? Any of it? Well, A, why Mario? Why not actually why not? Um, license Back to the Future? Maybe that's a better <laughs> a better <laughs> fucking thing for this. I don't know. Doesn't that sully Back to the Future a little bit? Because they are real life characters, whereas to take Mario, who isn't a real thing, and put him in a crap I don't think game. It sullies it. I think it could sully the McFly Wait, family name. I was always captivated when Doc said, 
you go witness the birth of Christ and like that <laughs> and I was always like man that'd be cool if like if that part was in it where they like go back there I love his delivery on yeah. that line, by the way. <laughs> when is the birth of Christ? This <laughs> is amazing. It is good. So, yeah, so Mario uh, uses a time machine to go back in time and find, uh, guess what? The artifacts. He's got to find those artifacts. It's all about collecting shit yeah, that Bowser stole. The artifacts. So, the Super Nintendo version, Quinn. Now, you said you never played this, not even in emulation. I've seen pictures, and it just looked like the other stupid game that I played, just with different questions. It does, but the Super Nintendo version has, (laughs) and this is clearly, specifically because they can, because of Mode 7. Mm -hmm. Oh, it it has some kind of stupid shit like this. It has a surfing element to it. Okay, I'll say this. That does spice it up a little bit, at least. It does. Like, it's just not terrible like the other one. You know how they justify this? He, uh, because everyone criticized the other one for, like, just being samey. Well, yeah, but you know how they justify it in-game? Like, why would he suddenly be surfing? <laughs> Get it? Uh, he's surfing through history? He's surfing through the waves of time. Hmm. Do you like it? I actually don't mind that. Doesn't bother you? No. <laughs> you it should doesn't. play this one. Well, you uh, are going. You're going to stream these, right? Uh, Maybe. All stars in these two? Michael, I might, don't make me do it. Don't make me start. I might need to... Stream. I, I really I'll need to check game. out Mario's time machine because... I think you do. That's a big curiosity to me. Don't make me be the one. Hmm. You know I'll do it. I wonder how long I Mario... Equipment I wonder plan. how long Mario is missing actually is. I wonder if he could like, beat that in a sitting. <laughs> like, it can't be that long, right? It, like I wonder if he could like, beat it in an hour. I hope so. Like, you know what I mean? Coming soon to our YouTube channel, Quim will do a Mario is missing speed run <laughs> for everyone out there. <laughs> It'll take longer to find everything. Yes. I'll go six blocks, like all that shit. I know, right? Uh, anyway, the Nintendo version, the NES version, is actually a completely different game than the Super Nintendo and DOS version. Uh, the Nintendo version has a very bare bones stripped down well, they you don't know. have mode seven they so don't have mode seven they don't have mode one yeah <laughs> they, they don't uh but anyway it's okay i've played it it's got like a weird mario brothers style mini game but once again it's an educational game there's no dying there's no battles there's no you know you don't get to do anything there's no difficulty no other than like not knowing what the right answer is That's the and then difficulty. you're stuck exactly uh, and there was once again a windows version in 96 called mario's time machine deluxe oh deluxe because the first was so good we got a really spicy it's like lunchables deluxe or something <laughs> Yeah, it came with a mint and everything. Yeah. And uh, this was, of course, on CD-ROM again. Yes, you know? CD. Yes, CD. Yes, CD. Why don't we go through the list of... The time periods? Time periods. Can you witness the birth of Christ? I d- <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah. So, let's. there's so many. I'm, I'm going to do the Super Nintendo version again to start with. So, you can go down to 369 BC for Whoa. Athens. Okay. Maybe you can witness the birth of Christ. Yep. The artifact there is Plato's Republic. Okay. 47 BC in Alexandria, you get Cleopatra's staff. Gotcha. 1292 AD now. Oh, wow, that's a huge jump. So, we don't even... Nothing. Can't tackle the first century or anything Nothing. like that? Nothing. We skipped to the Renaissance, pretty much. Uh, the Gobi Desert, Marco Polo's print block, of course. Oh. Uh, Marco. Uh, Mero. 1429, uh, Orleans, uh, Joan of Arc shield. Joan of Arc. Yeah, that's the, the Joan of Arc. There she is. Uh, 1455, uh, Johann Gutenberg's metal type, Quinn. That's very important. It's an important invention. It is. Uh, Florence, Michelangelo's uh, chisel. Hmm. Also- so what? what is this here I'm seeing? We go only two years forward to yes. Florence again? So 1503, Florence is uh, Michelangelo's chisel, and then yeah. 1505 is Leonardo da Vinci's notebook. That's an odd, like... 
why even? Gotta cover the Renaissance, man. Those two things probably exist at the same time. I mean, you could have just gone, just taken one trip. Padding the game, yeah. Quinn. Uh, in 1521, we go to the Pacific Ocean for Ferdinand Magellan's Astrolabe. Okay. In 1595, we go to England for Queen Elizabeth I, her crown. Well, that's a bad idea because isn't the crown of England, like, historically still around? So if you, like, took it, you'd, like, fuck shit up. Well, I don't... <laughs> don't make me think yeah. on an that's educational a, game, a, that's, a, that's a time paradox. <laughs> that is... Uh-oh. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, maybe the crown's different now, but maybe it's a different crown. I hope it is. It'd be an old crown. In 1601, in Stratford-upon-Avon, William Shakespeare's skull... In what? sixteen in sixteen eighty. Why? Why? You could just get that now. <laughs> in sixteen eighty seven. No, he's got to bring him back there. Remember, but his skull. But <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Sixteen eighty seven in Cambridge. You have to return Isaac Newton's apple. Remember it hit him in the go, head. But it would go bad. It's, a, it's an apple. He needs the. You got to like bronze it or something so it, so it doesn't. <laughs> he needs it so it falls on his head, Quinn. Oh, you have to make it fall on his head. Is that, you don't is that, have to do it, but it will eventually. Just to show them that gravity is is a thing? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, in 1776, I guess they stole the Declaration of Independence. straight-up Declaration of Independence. What the fuck is going on here? I mean, the movie was, plot? There, yeah, but there was also copies of it because it had to be, obviously, oh, handed Xerox to the Continental it? Congress. And, right. Well, hand copy. I know. I'm they also had Quinn. to send it to the king. You know, to yeah, tell him, hey, we're declaring independence. So they got to give him a copy, right? I mean, he's got to know about it. Did they blind carbon copy the queen? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. Okay. Um, 1824 in Vienna, you got to give a Ludwig von Beethoven his music sheets back and shit. Hey, this one is right in our neck of the woods, Quinn. 1879 in Menlo Park. Oh, right by here. Thomas Edison needs the filament light bulb. At least they didn't stupidly call it Edison, New Jersey. Yeah. They actually got it right That's and called true. it Menlo Park. Yeah, but Mario would be like, yeah, this is Edison. Yeah, uh, we're, hey, Brooklyn. we're in Edison. Mario, no, you know he's been uh, Edison. Yeah. He's from Brooklyn. He's definitely, he had to probably do a job at, over yeah. here. That's what I'm saying. Come over. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Take the Holland. Anyway, uh, in Calcutta. You got it in 1947, Mahatma Gandhi's flag. Okay. 1990-ish, I feel like that's recent-ish history. <laughs> it is, for 47, yeah, absolutely. It's not that far off. Uh, now, in Super Nintendo, I just, I mean, regular Nintendo, I want to mention, you You do go back to 80 million BC. Wow! For the uh, Cretaceous period. Gotta get a dinosaur for egg. a dinosaur egg. Uh, 776 BC to Olympia with a torch. Uh, and there's more, but I wanted to mention that. Get I want to mention this one. The moon and go get the flag <laughs> that's on the moon <laughs> in 1969. That, that, that seems like pretty silly. Well, the newest. This is what I think is crazy here. The NES version goes up to 1989 <laughs> yeah. in a twist of irony to the Berlin Wall. Right. Maybe this was their attempt to like correct their error from <laughs> yeah. the other one. Like, let's just put it in there so we can mention it. Yeah, and, and it get was it right. The U.S. and Russia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, and the PC version wow, has... Wow, PC has like a ton more. A ton. Yeah, 1993, 94, Novoto floppy disk. Yes, the guy that... The guy that um, made the floppy disk? No, the guy that worked for the software tool works. He's in the game. He has like his own like sprite and everything. What? It's just in the PC version. That's really goofy. Look it up. David Grant. That's not that's not even time travel at that point. That's, we could just go to his office now. Yeah, you're like, going like, like <laughs> his nickname was Greno, if you're interested. Huh. Anyway, no one is. So let's just move it on here. There's a couple of inaccuracies. Again, you can look it up. The Berlin Wall was built by China. No. (laughs) Did they screw that up again? No, Quinn, but of course, in this game, a waiter claims that uh, Louis Pasteur was the first person to discover microorganisms, ignoring the previous work of scientist Antoine von Leeuwenhoek. 
You knew a. that. You knew yeah. that, of course. Anyway, you win when you return all the crap, and then Bowser yeah. gets stopped. <laughs> Bowser <laughs> meets his untimely demise in this one because he gets stepped on by a T-Rex. Whoops. Went back too far. <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. And he is a, he is a dinosaur. It's himself. a relative, I think. Yeah. It's an old uncle. Anyway, this was less well-received than Mario was missing, which is not good because Mario's missing was mixed as it is. So I found out about this game much later, and I was like, holy crap, they made a another one of these? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those reactions when I found out it existed. <sighs> I guess I only knew it existed because I knew my brother played it once or twice. After Mario's missing, I was not. Yeah. delving into anything that didn't say Super Mario Brothers, like by Nintendo official yeah, or anything like that. I stayed away from this, uh, definitely. In fact, I don't even remember, I don't think I played it yet until emulation. Yeah. And just out of boredom. You know, And not even like you were like, wow, now that we have emulators, I can finally play. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine. Mario's time machine. Get my globe. Uh, anyway, so a couple of people, uh, David Wesley and Gloria Barsak, they included this, and Mario was missing, in the flood of poor quality 1990s Super Mario games, media made by third parties with no supervision from Nintendo, and they accused these two games and the Super Mario Brothers film, which will be another time, of <laughs> that's nearly... That's a doozy. That's that a doozy. Yeah, we'll get to that. Of nearly destroying the entire franchise. Nah. I think that's a little melodramatic. That's stupid because <laughs> I was trying we to be literally diplomat. just said Mario All-Stars came out that year. Yeah, I know. So, like, one or two stinkers was not going to, like, do any damage, especially not even made by Nintendo. So especially the these two games here. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie is a different subject entirely, which, again, we will cover. It's not next week. It's a different series. This these is the game games series. and the CDI games, even at the time, were known in the magazines that they were not made by Nintendo. It was very much said, these are not really part of it. Yeah. Like, you and, know? And they're in, uh, they're so of low profile and such little import that how could they destroy a franchise? They don't that's, matter enough to. That's like to. an overstate. That's somebody who's like, in 1993, I care way too much about Mario. <laughs> yeah, I right? think, I think like, you're right. Calm down. We know the real reasons these existed, right? Is to appease the parent groups and the Congress. <laughs> yeah, and like absolutely. That, right? like, that is really why they were there. Nintendo basically didn't give a shit if they were good or not. No, like, that's why they didn't make them. Right. That's why they licensed them. Uh-huh. I think per- on a personal level, aside from the educational aspect that we've talked about, one of the weirdest things about these games, and it really is jarring, is putting Mario into real world settings. I just, I'm not used to it. Actually, Except for like the first game. I mean like Mario Brothers, he's supposed to be in New York. Yeah, no, it's it is jarring. However, I want to say this is I think what was more jarring to me was the fact that another company was able to use the Mario and Luigi sprites yeah. from Super Mario World under like, license, yeah. In a game and they even the down to the controls, like they they play just like them, but they're just in these like really weird levels. Some of the music was imported too and sound effects and yeah. stuff. It was weird that they like Nintendo let them. Yeah. Right? It was like Nintendo like Nintendo didn't say like go make your own Luigi sprite or whatever and right. it looked all jank. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe they're like let's just make sure they don't Let screw do it up. It. Let's just give them the fundamentals and they can make the levels. Cuz they did do their own for DOS and they yeah. redrew it completely. And Maybe I, Nintendo didn't like that. They, like you're yeah, not doing that out first, you're, yeah. you're not doing that on our console. That might be it because right? the DOS one came out first. Right. Good point. But anyway, those are the games we want to hear your thoughts on them. but as 1993 draws to a close now, right? We've seen, uh, for the first time, Quinn, some weakness, perhaps, in the armor armor of the Mario Juggernaut? Um, a little? Personally, I wouldn't call it a weakness. No. I really think that these were these were out of need that these existed, not... 
it wasn't Nintendo fumbling something like where they thought this is going to be great and then it was bad. Okay. Like it's it's more just like, hey, we have to you know stick Mario's name on some of these educational games because we're getting some pressure. Right. Fair, fair. And All Stars was a rousing success. Yeah, and so they they also had a good thing in that year. Although the only thing about All Stars is, you know, it's now been two years since Mario World was released in the U.S. Uh, we're waiting for a, a new game. Maybe maybe what we need, maybe what Nintendo needs, is something a little more traditional, something a little more familiar, like maybe you know, a, like just a platformer yeah, where you jump on roller. things and stuff like that. Perhaps some nice colorful graphics, some yeah. fun new worlds with enemies. But that will have to wait for another time. Ah. Folks, thank you guys so much for being with us here for Mario 1993 style. We will be back next week for something completely different. So don't you worry. In the meantime, please follow us on Twitter at AcidWatch at AWM Podcast. And also join our Facebook group. It is a fun time, right? It's so fun. Home crap home. Home crap home. Let us know all your thoughts on the Mario games of 1993. All-Stars, Mario's Time Machine, Mario is Missing. Let us know what you thought. Did you play them? Did you like them? One way or another, though, we will be back next week. Until that time, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. We'll see you next week for more Acid Wash Memories. See ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week. Yeah.